listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Skylight Books podcast series. Happy New Year, happy 2024, and your first Better Than the Movie of 2024. Better Than the Movie is a series in which three booksellers meet with a talented guest to discuss books and their movie adaptations. I am your co-host, Justin Reamer. I'm Alan Trailer. I'm Tyler Austin. And today, our talented guest is the award-winning screenwriter and novelist, the Twitch streamer, the producer of How to Survive with Danielle and Christine, the uh, cast member of Never Not Funny Podcast, uh, the Garden Squirrel, the Pop Culture Beast. Man he's about also, town. <laughs> he is also the first friend I made when I moved to L.A. He is Garen Cockrell. Woo! Wow, what an intro. Yeah. I see you got my bio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had to hit every bullet point, and I, I yeah. got him. I got him. So, yeah. <laughs> the multifaceted. And the scary thing, it was completely from memory, and his eyes rolled back in his head black. That's my joke. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? It was just like in the movie. Nice. So this this episode is Alan's birthday pick, mm-hmm. uh, which he teased at the end of our last episode. We decided to do... Uh, Clive Barker's novella Cabal and the movie it's it spawned uh, Nightbreed, mm-hmm. um, and we did. Most of us watch the director's cut that's available streaming and is sort of like the the accepted cut now, rather than the uh, shorter theatrical cut or the bootleg uh, Cabal cut. But Alan, you, I went full freak, baby. You, went, I got that Cabal cut just straight into my eyes. It was beautiful. Nice. Um, so yeah, so this is Alan's pick. Um, to be clear, I've never been more upset about giving anybody any amount of power than Alan this. this well, just, I chose this just to anger you, and I, I, I think I succeeded. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I mean... That's my gift to myself. Uh, anger, sicken, whatever you want to look at. It's fine. It's one and the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just your initial reaction, uh, Garen, what, what was your reaction to it? Was it also sickened? No, I, like I'm a big Clive Barker fan and I actually enjoy this, the lore of this movie, I should say. Um, I have seen all of the dozen or so cuts or whatever they have. There's, isn't there another one besides the Cabal cut? Yeah, isn't there like a Midian or, or maybe I think the there is. I, I'm not even sure if this might've been like a crazy Cabal cut. Cause it was all work print stuff spliced in. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a, a 12 day version. Uh, you know, yeah. there's so many different versions of this movie. Uh, but I liked the book better than the movie. If that's you know, if that's what you were really want to know, Shh, we get down that. the meat and gritty of it. <laughs> we, we save that wow. for the end. But, but, spoilers. But, but, but you got I gotta get ahead of it because yeah. there's so much. I don't even know how to really explain it to be honest. But there's so much <laughs> that is so that is so similar to the book. But it doesn't. They make very strange choices. There are some, some of it, yeah, choices. It, some of it's for time. It makes sense. But some of it, I'm yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. It's an interesting animal. Yeah, I agree. Where, where would you put interesting choice for uh, Lori being like a lounge singer? <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa, is this Twin Peaks? What the fuck is this, dude? I was like, she's working at a bar as a lounge. What is she doing? What yeah, kind of I, bar is this? Yeah, Buffy and the gang are in the back watching. Yeah. Like, I, I did get a lot of, a lot of. <laughs> she's at the bar, right? <laughs> I, I did get a lot of Twin Peaks energy for sure. Yeah. Okay, so up. To top we usually try to talk a little bit about 
the genre of the thing we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. We've already sort of covered horror when we did Misery. I yeah, mean, we, we did really, all we, of horror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you picked a very special section of that but, particular world. Yeah, yeah. So I like freak stuff. I don't know. Can't so help it. we. I mean, I guess we didn't. We co- we cover mostly Stephen King stuff. But but uh, but uh, we thought we'd get a little bit more niche and talk because Clive Barker is a freaky deaky kind of guy. We talk mm-hmm. a little more extreme, a little more freaky. So was there any uh, titles that you when you think freaky or extreme that you that you particularly like, Garen? That you that you wanted to sort of uh, champion at this point in the show. Oh boy, there was a book. I'm gonna I'm gonna forget the name of it. Maybe you guys know this. It's a book, probably from the mid to early '90s. I, I want to say it was like William Johnstone, but isn't he a Western writer? That sounds like a Western ass name to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it 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 was about a guy who kept heads and our faces in jars. Ooh. And it was oh. horrifically violent. And God, I should have looked up the name of it. I can't. I've looked it up to find it because I've never seen it since I had it when I was a teenager. It's sort of like, oh my God, it's gonna drive me crazy. But it's it's like a detective <laughs> thing and a horror thing and a serial killer huh. thing. But it was gory as hell. There's lots of face peeling and all that kind of shit. Uh, oh shoot, can we can we swear on this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, for fuck sure. Yeah. Oh, you oh. better believe it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> We're all adults uh, here. But yeah, man. You I'll know see. what? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find the title of that because I it. What was that called? Although we yeah. should right. keep it clean because Alan, you wanted to have this um, played in the children's section, right? This episode, <laughs> kids got to know. Kids got to learn about Nightbreed. <laughs> got to learn early. You, <laughs> you got to learn about Cabal. Well, you oh. know the messages. You know it's okay to be a freak. All right. That's well, we'll, true. That's a beautiful thing. Well, we'll move to we'll move to Tyler if he has any picks at all while while you're looking that up, Garen. So Tyler, do you have okay. any any thoughts on this at all? Nope. No, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. Well, what would kind of, I guess like creature feature, it would kind of yeah. be the zone this is falls in. Like I like the blob. That's I don't know if one. I'd call this a creature feature. Then what would you call it? Because the freaks are the heroes-ish. Yeah, but they're, they're it's like a I was special thinking, effects makeup creature. I was thinking like, more like where the freaks are like uh, the spotlight, like, like, uh, like Alex Winter's Freaked, which sure. is like another great like, well, this is 89, but this is basically a 90s vibe yeah I, it, it's, it's definitely got the 80s hangover it's in 1990 the 90s horror which I don't, i'm not a huge horror fan but 90s horror is so weird and overly sexualized that wow. i always yeah. kind of liked it like this mostly reminds me of um brian yuzna's uh society which is a, oh, God, an yeah. incredibly freaky movie. Talk about body uh, horror, yeah. freaky deaky. Yeah. And also his other one uh return of the living dead three which is my favorite of that uh, I guess there's like five or six of those. Oh, I can't really? remember. There's one that's the rave, I think. Or no, no, maybe I'm thinking of. Oh God, no! I think that's a different series. Uh, no, it might be actually. I think it's uh, Yui Bowl did like two of them oh, in like really? the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> oh if, wow! If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one's at a rave and one's like a spring break thing and it's like what are we doing here guys yeah I'm sure at a certain point you just inherit like yeah. you buy the name and you're just like yeah, yeah. you know Return of the Living Dead at spring break yeah. or whatever yeah I love like, it's also uh, a bit like Neverwhere if you guys oh for sure yeah yeah it's another yeah. freaky little movie uh, <laughs> or even uh, a little bit a little bit like a gnome named Norm that gnome we were talking Norm. about that's, the other day that's true Wait, what? Oh, uh, dude, a gnome named Norm is a buddy cop film with with uh, Anthony Michael Hall and a little gnome. And if you're from wondering, the underworld, there's a G awesome. in front of the Norm. Uh, yeah, 
a gnome named Gnorm. A, a Gnorm, 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 Gnorm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. It's, wow. it's great. Some of my friends talk about that movie. I never thought I would hear anybody else say that. Uh, it, had that it had to it's be me. It had to be me. Johnny. Justin, you know Johnny. They talk yeah, about yeah. it all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, it's a, it's a touchstone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, also, that book is called Night Mask by William W. Ooh, Johnstone. That's a great title. Okay. okay. And it was William Johnstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Night Mask. One more oh, time. A lot of talk of masks in uh, this film. Secret masks and secret faces. Yeah. I Taking was, off the mask. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I was trying to think, like, apart from, like, like the the sort of like classic Asia extreme of the two thousands and stuff. I I was trying to think of other things that sort of were like. Were you thinking like Riccio? <laughs> <laughs> I mean that head crush is story of Ricky is, is just. I can't believe that John Stewart used that as a clip like all the time. Wasn't that one of his bits? He used like well, a it clip was from Ricky Craig Kilborn. Oh, that's what the it Craig was. Yeah, Cl- yeah, Kilborn yeah. era of the Daily Show because like. The the guys who wrote like the Stoners cult video guide was like their the third guest on the Daily Show and they told like they brought in that clip amazing of Ricky O the story of Ricky and <laughs> and so then like yeah the producers were like great this is ours now forever mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I was trying to think of my own thing so like. And it's funny that I said, like, we covered it all. But, like, actually, I thought a little bit about the first uh, Stephen King book I ever read, which was the one that he wrote with Peter Straub, which was The Talisman. Mm. And it's it's kind of got, like, a little bit of, like, an epic journey quality to it with a, a young man at its center, which, like, made me think of this a little bit. And also, like, he encounters a wolf man and there's, like, weird sexuality and stuff. I really don't remember it because it was literally the first thing I read when I was like 10 yeah. and probably should it not It imprinted on your memory, so yeah. it's, yeah. it's just in you. <laughs> yeah. So like like that was all I could fumble for apart from like, yeah, like, you know, Takashi Miike, Ichi the Killer, like mm-hmm. dude's faces getting cubed and like ripped in half and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I would give a quick shout to Stuart Gordon. Oh yeah, kind of occupies a similar space in my brain. Him and, him and Jeffrey Barker. Jeffrey Coombs together. Yeah, man. always great. Oh yeah, man. I didn't even talk about Reanimator and shit like that. I love those. I've seen them. <laughs> 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 well, I Castle think Castle Freak. Oh, yeah. Castle oh, Freak. Yeah. Castle Freak. Oh, Castle yeah. Freak is good. And I mean, from Beyond. I love From Beyond, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, By the, way, the remake of Castle Freak. Have you seen that? What? No. Wasn't There's aware. a remake. Why? It is insane. Wait, when did it come out? Like in a good insane. way? <laughs> like in a fun uh, way? It depends on how you like your insanity. In I like movies, it to be but it to gets, the wall. It, it definitely gets freaky and, uh, and uh, extreme. Oh, it came wow. out like two years ago, maybe. Oh, shit. I completely missed it's, this. It's pretty new. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Oh, wow. Looking up on my phone right now. Sorry, carry on, carry on. He's literally wait, looking it up wait. on his phone. All right, so let's move on to the to the synopsis part of the show, which Tyler usually takes, and I can tell he is gonna love synopsizing <laughs> this story. I and mean, of it course, is we pretty can, simple, so we can It'll we, spare him that. We can true. interrupt him as well, but yeah. Yes, please, obviously, do give me one sec. <gasps> uh-huh. All right, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. uh, well, okay. So broaden your horizons, buddy. Hey, uh, hey. Just wait for my birthday, pal. Okay. 
So where do we begin but in a psychiatrist's office on a day <laughs> like today? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, it's so we have Aaron Boone, which quickly, before we move any further, uh, I know I don't know if anybody else here knows this. That's the name of the current Yankees manager. Why would anyone else <laughs> and, here know that? And folk you. hero who hit a home run that beat Boston. When you said you had a story for Aaron Boone, I, I imagine so the something... entire time I was picturing <laughs> oh Aaron God. Boone, Yankees manager, eating people who've been murdered and uh-huh. and getting shot and bitten. So I hope that doesn't in his. <laughs> he didn't eat anyone in the movie. He slurped some blood. He slurped some blood. That's yeah. true. Well, in the book. No, in the Doesn't book. He, oh, in the book, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, chowing yeah. down. For yeah, sure. yeah, he goes, he goes hard. But in all here, right. he just you know sticks his hand all the way down his fucking throat, basically. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, so Aaron Boone is in a psychiatrist's office uh, with his psychiatrist Decker, and uh, I mean, basically, oh boy, it's like. Uh, so he kind of is like basically learns over the course of their conversation. It sounds like he's been put into some trances. Seems like this. He's been hypnotized. He's been yeah. hypnotized. Okay. And there's recordings and he's slowly over the course of the conversation is kind of being told that he's committed several very disturbing murders in which uh, people's faces have their are slashed to fucking smithereens. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's showing these photos. Uh, we're also learning in the in that like he's had a relation. He has a relationship with this woman Lori, uh, and the he lounge like, singer Lori, the lounge singer Lori, which I don't think is covered in the book. It's not. Yeah, they, no, she <laughs> she has no no like life. Yeah, she, she has yeah. feelings, but she has no life yeah. in the book. The book, uh, honestly, yeah, both of their lives are much more seem much more insular. Well, in the, the in only the book. people that matter are each other. Yeah, and right. I think I mean, we find that because I don't think to be he true. has a yeah. job. <laughs> and then he, we learn he's like a welder in the movie. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's like, if I wasn't so dirty, uh, and she's a lounge singer. Oh, the grossest make out of all time. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I. Oh man, yeah. Uh, she looked like she was in pain. So, so Decker's like, I want to confirm that it could definitely be you because you've talked about these murders in your trances. Um, and so he like gives a bunch of pills that just like are perpetuous. They'd like knock him out. But eventually he decides, you know what? I'm not going to go to the police. I'm so racked with guilt. I'm just going to fucking throw myself in front of a truck and kill myself. He ends up at the hospital where he meets this guy, uh, Narcissi? Narcissus. Narcissus. Thank you. Uh, who talks about to him about this mythical place called Midian. That everyone just seems to kind of have you know about in whispers. Yeah, you do uh, and you don't. You know. Yeah, you've heard about it. You know, there's mythical. There's mythical place there. Oh, it's the a whole, feeling. You the know? whole thing takes place in Calgary. Yeah. Is this a, is this the most famous movie to ever take place in Calgary? No, probably Any, not. Anybody got something better? Where was curtains at? Ooh, Ooh I don't know. That's that's the like either. lesbian uh, uh, stalker movie, or or am I thinking of something uh, else? Oh no! I'm thinking, I think of win- thinking I'm thinking of, of I'm thinking of windows. That's that's the lesbian stalker movie. Oh. I was thinking of the actual <laughs> windows. And Cover those curtains. windows up with curtains, <laughs> and then you got curtains. <laughs> uh, well, it's a prequel. Uh, yes, uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> obviously. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Calgary, Calgary's shining in this in this picture. Uh, so he goes to the hospital, meets uh, this gentleman talking about Midian, uh, and how they are going to get there. He kind of knows where it is. The man proceeds to use thumb knives to slash his own face off mm-hmm. and try to rip it off to prove himself worthy to our guy, Aaron. 
Uh, oh yeah, because well, the the whole thing is that he's like he's waiting for the people to claim him so he can go. Yeah, right. And he thinks that because Aaron is asking him questions about it, he's like, oh, you know, oh, this is the test. Okay, I got to prove I'm worthy. Slash slash. Yeah, and Aaron's like, mm, <laughs> Take my... no, no, just let me know where it is. That's really all you need to do. Yeah, <laughs> there there is a great bit of description in the book where he's literally like. He can't even see the face because there's like a mist, like a red splash zone (laughs) of blood coming (laughs) off of him. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, (laughs) I enjoy that. That's fun. Uh, Anyways, he's able to escape, but Decker's on his trail and the police are on his trail. So he tries to get up to Midian. He gets up there. It's this like abandoned ghost town. And eventually Decker comes and reveals that he's the true serial killer. He's the psycho. Although both the book and the movie are pretty much right away like, "Mm, he's this guy. So I was a little less sure in the book. Like, I really had no idea where the book was going. Mm. Obviously, now I'd watch the movie after I read the book. Yeah. But I do feel like David Cronenberg's performance is telegraphing that this man is pure evil to his very very bones. His (laughs) His marrow is evil. (laughs) whisper of rage. It's wild. Hello, Aaron. Cronenberg, <laughs> <laughs> who's incredible. Um, yes. They go up there. They shoot De- uh, Aaron Boone 10 million times conservatively. Uh, just open fire. And then he walks out of the morgue. They take him to the morgue. He walks out. And so then Lori begins her quest to understand what happened to Boone. So then she tries to go to, Mid- to Midian. She meets a woman along the way. They get up to Midian. She goes into, I mean, what am, you know, anybody else? Yeah, this is kind, yeah, of, this is kind of where it starts to, to diverge a little bit because um, yeah, just like different incidents. But but in a, in a nutshell, she she's sort of like, what happened to Aaron? Where is his body? Who are you weird freaks that live in the cemetery underground? Mm-hmm. What did you do with his body? Not realizing that he's actually been... Claimed by the Nightbreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause, he is Nightbreed now. Because mm-hmm. when he first came, before they shot him a million times, uh, one of the Nightbreed was like, I'm going to eat you. Uh, That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. But um, but he was like, no, 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 I'm one of you. I'm, I'm My soul is filthy. I've murdered so many people. And he's like, no, 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 you're innocent. I can smell it. Yeah. And he tries yeah, to you eat are him. not Nightbreed. Yeah. And, and even though they're not you vampires... It kind of works like vampires, so he sort of yeah yeah he gets bitten and then in the movie there's some great like electrical you know there's, yeah there's special like, effects over the wounds yeah. <laughs> like like only from they're, 1989 they're, to 1994 yeah. did electric electricity look like that yeah and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. Um, uh, and yeah, so then, he, so then he has actually been revived, and they show it in the movie, but it's not in the book. Is that then he's like, yes, I choose to be part of the the Nightbreed. I will live underground with you. I'll follow your rules. But like the moment that that uh, immediately Lori, breaks the rules. Oh, yeah, yeah, they the tell him no, immediately breaks. Then, <laughs> then Lori comes knocking. He's like, wait, what were the rules? Stay yeah. down. No, 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 never no, mind. No, no. I don't give a shit. I actually, uh, yeah. hey, love love rules all. You know. And this is like the Brazil movie for freaks, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, okay, well, see, so Lori comes back up there. She meets a friend, Cheryl. She makes a friend. Mm-hmm. She, right? Cheryl, Cheryl Ann in the movie, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, well, you know, but she, anyway, she goes up there. Well, but Cheryl Ann gets murdered, and that's a big part of the movie, I feel like, and the book. 
She gets fucking slashed up. It's not that big of a deal in the movie. Cheryl's cool in as the hell. book. Oh yeah, is. they they give it much more in the book. Yeah, yeah it's true. But anyways, yes. Yeah, so she goes to Midian with this friend of hers. But yeah, then she comes back. She saves a baby who's dying in the sunlight. Who we've established his name Babette. 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 Who? But then she brings the baby back to the to the people who can't go into the daylight. Kind of is a lot of vampire rules, isn't it? Okay, kind of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And vampires uh, and, that listen to like more than one genre of music, right? Yes. <laughs> 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 then she's released from there. They like let her go. They give her some knowledge of Boone, but she goes. Then she goes back. Cheryl Ann murdered. Then she comes back. Decker's chasing her now because Decker's looking for Boone's body because he has the uh, the evidence that could put him away. And then Boone comes out to save her, and then Decker escapes. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the book it's a little fuzzier why he would ever just want to come back and kill all the nightbreed and not just yeah not just boone but well, in, in the movie they give you the world's most knowledgeable service attendant oh, just like what do you yeah, want to know yeah. he's like i wanted to be a nightbreed and yeah. they wouldn't let me <laughs> so so at least it's almost like that's the that's one of the things in the movie that does feel like a little bit like clive barker doing where he's like okay maybe i need to yeah. make a make a little more sense why decker wants to kill all the nightbreed now in addition to silencing boone yeah well he also has like that small little thing they added in the movie where they added his like hate he hating breeders in general like he was like filth making filth. Like he hates the idea of people making worse versions of themselves. They kind of mentioned that a little bit. So I think that's kind of his. Yeah. I wonder he's if like, that, these are like not human. They shouldn't be making more of them. I, I also know. wonder if that's a studio notice. Like give yeah. him more motivation. Yeah, probably. Why didn't they just say he wanted to join? Once he learned of them, he wanted to join them and they rejected him. Yeah. I why, couldn't understand why he wouldn't want to join either. Way to t- yeah. handle that? And they're just like, no, you're, you're a fucking too psycho. evil for us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, bro, we That's... just eat people that are already dead most times. What you do is fucked up. You're a little extra. Yeah. yeah. Way beyond anything we're cool with. And what's with the fucking mask, man? That mask is wild. <laughs> that mask is great, though. Uh, it's really fucking cool. Uh, oh, yeah. So th- so that is that is something is that, like, Decker doesn't just kill as himself. He has... Uh, split personality kind of thing. He has a a mask that he is sort of like his, you know, the dog to the son of Sam, like it's commanding him to kill. And it's got like cross-stitch button eyes and a zipper mouth. Old button face. Old button button face. (laughs) And, uh, and yeah, and and in the book, it even is like the he he does like the cross slashes across his victim's face, like mm-hmm. the cross slashes on the buttons of his eyes, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. He does that in the in the movie. His fir- we see the first kill of the button face man is an oh, entire that. family with Canadian Kathy Bates. Canadian, <laughs> <laughs> who's really good. And there's an ama- the the great moment in that is where she falls and like there's blood on the three tomatoes that roll away from her. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Clive Barker, you you dog. Yeah. You you got the dog in you, Clive Barker. That's good stuff right there. <laughs> and uh yeah. So anyways, he yeah, he murders an entire family, including a child. <laughs> two child two ch- two childs. Uh, two, two children. I thought there was just one. They, just they one say watching. like both children. Oh, there's but there's only one, one kid watching. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's sad. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, it goes without saying. <laughs> that's that's even worse now. So, uh, double the pain, I guess. So, but but so Cheryl Ann basically is like a new kill. So so Decker can go to the police and be like, see, mm-hmm. the the insane guy is still alive. And so then the police are like, 
Um, all right, uh, we'll we'll rearrest your your uh, Boone. Uh, your yeah, un- they're pretty undead. casual about it. Yeah. <laughs> Most people are casual about every weird thing that happens until, like, the well, very end. To the point where I'm like, do they teach Midian in schools in yeah. rural Canada? What's going How does everybody know about yeah. this place? Anyways, confusing to me. They come back with a big army. Well, you have to kill. think of it in, like, a fantasy thing, right? It's yeah, like, exactly. It's, I mean, it's not, it's not our world. It is not our world. That's true. I, which I guess is the vibe that, like, once you pick up on that a little bit in the book yeah. and, in the, and certainly in the movie, you're like, oh, this is, like, not a reality. No, it's Canada. But it is Canada. I mean, it would, <laughs> hey, I don't know what goes on up there. That's not my business. No one knows. They can do in the wilderness, <laughs> in the rural. Yeah. No, not for me. Um, they come back to Midian, right? With a bu- well, so uh, Boone and Lori, Boone because Boone saves Lori. They are expelled from Midian. Yes, and they go back to the hotel where Lori was staying. Where Decker well, in the book, she kind of saves him. She like drags him out a little bit too. Yeah, that's he's true, a lot weaker he's, in the book. Yeah. He's beat the fuck up. I yeah. mean, oh, he spoke with the god. You know? Oh yeah. yeah, there was the whole thing where like he was trying to argue like I should be able to break the rules. Yeah. Right, and they're like, go talk right. to the god who's probably going to kill you if yeah. you're so you've jumped, about you're it. Jumping in the fire, my yeah. man, go for it. <laughs> so yes, she helps him get out, but they they are expelled. They leave. They go back to the hotel where Decker has already been who and murdered everybody in the hotel. Yeah, just. Cannot be stopped. Ruthless, ruthless killing machine. Can I? Can I just say real quick? One of my favorite, like, plays on a like slasher scene is the the front desk lady. Oh, oh yeah, it has good. like the weird custard donut or whatever the, it is. The grossest the, pastry, the I've cottage ever cheese seen. filled Danish that she was eating for <laughs> next, some reason next to her upturned diet book that's sitting on the side. <laughs> <laughs> that is a weird, yeah, because also, uh, sorry, just also the very first family he kills, like, we come in on them being like, yeah. the dad being like, I like being in fat. It's comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Well, that's a Clem Barker saying about this. <laughs> Anyways. He's saying uh, it's comfortable being it's comfortable. what you are, and, you know? And, you know, and yeah. eat, go ahead, eat your weird cottage yeah. cheese Danish Honestly, with that's fruit on it. The grossest fucking thing in this movie was that pastry. It's really hard to look at. Well. It's, it's so juicy. Oh, God. It's well. Gross. Well, and also the funny moment where she just, like, literally is like, ew, gross. And then. And, like, in his Picking up pieces of it and like trying to like reassemble it on the counter. It's like, yeah, you're in a motel. Why would you eat anything off? Anyways, yeah, yeah. I may have yelled at the television. (laughs) Just grab it. What are you doing? It was really, really gross, man. So many pieces of it. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, so the <laughs> yeah. So anyways, so the, the Decker's hotel, there, yeah. murders everybody. Yeah. Boone and Lori come back. Boone is driven by his nightbreed powers to start in the book eating a bunch of bodies. In the movie, drink a little blood. Just just yeah. take a little sip on it. Take some on his fingies and jam them down his throat, like all the way down there. Uh, and then bypass that esophagus. Yeah, you know, just get it right <laughs> into your stomach, just right into the stomach. <laughs> get that Actually, left. that might be a cabal cut thing because he it isn't that gross i don't remember in the in the director's oh really it's i tried to make notes of what the cabal thing but it's pretty gross but i mean i think we're maybe exaggerating he definitely his fingers they get in there they go way down down. yeah maybe maybe i looked away i don't don't, (laughs) most of the cabal stuff starts at the interrogation that's when it was like bigger and bigger chunks other than just a few shots okay oh that is interesting okay well, so then from there, Lori escapes, but Boone is arrested because he is uh, consumed by bloodlust. And uh, then they have to, Lori has to work with Narcisse. Mm-hmm. I st- I'm never going to say They kind of say Narcisse and Narcissus. 
Yeah, right. Like, it's thing, they go back and forth, right? Because well, I also listen to the audiobook, who I think also says everything different. Oh, uh, really? Well, that's the thing, too, is like... Uh, also, Baphomet, I've never heard anyone. I thought it was that, Baphomet. That's what Baphomet, I was going to say. Baphomet made so was, weird in the movie I was like, to me. For, for it to be like a non-French thing French and Canadian. be like, Baphomet. Yeah. I was like, mm. yeah, I don't think that's oh, how you say no that. No one says it like that. Baphomet. But yeah, so so they they break him out of jail, which then, yeah, then gives the the police cause to like, yeah, bring a whole fucking army and right. And, is it, I mean, in, I mean, there's, there's, there's more. Cause he's like, send a few, send a few out to, to check out the cemetery right. and they get fucked up and then, or their, their car gets fucked up or in the movie, their car gets fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the book, they're just like, yeah, we'll just get more people to kill, help kill them all. Right. They like round up an army. Yeah. Well, also in the movie, the, they're kind of trapped. And so they're like, oh, we might as well just kill everyone we see, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are the police. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of our move. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, yeah. Uh, the well, sons of the free. Yeah. The, uh, the escape I, I, is pretty I, cool. I do uh, actually almost wonder one. if like in the original novella, like he's like, like Clive Barker's like, I'm not enough people are getting the social satire I'm trying to put forward. Mm-hmm. So I'll just make it clear that the cops just love murdering the fuck out of people. Yeah. And just make that as clear as possible. Well, they say it like uh, they're different, ain't they? That's all we need. Yeah. yeah. To like murder them. And it's like these, Jesus these Christ, damn man. fucking Mounties. Yeah. Get off your horse, all right? <laughs> and your big hats. Yeah, they should have been more uh, Canadian, those cops. Huh? They should have. Yeah. I mean, everybody should have been, really. Like if the, the red coat and everything, Canadian, you know? Yeah, yeah they're yeah. insane. Ride yeah. a moose in. They sure. do. Who, what's your, does anyone remember the name of the crazy, super racist cop? He's good. Which uh, one? The, the the one with the Eggman <laughs> or something? Yeah, Eing, 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 Eingerman? 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 Basically, like basically a Nazi name. He was yeah. like, give this man right. <laughs> uh, who's chomping a cigar the entire movie. Yeah. That's pretty, that's good. I liked that. Also, I was going to say, his escape from prison is pretty cool because they go back with um, Smoke Lady. Right the, in the movie, uh, yeah, I forget her name. The, the, the Roma lady, yeah, the lady um, who Ra- Babette's it's Rachel, in the Rachel, book. Rachel, Rachel in the yeah, book, yeah. yeah. Ra- who is Babette's mom? That's right, Rachel. I just think of her as smoke lady, but she like turns to smoke, mm-hmm. and then like a cop shoots Smorph another cop mist. through her smoke. That was pretty cool as hell. Anyways, yeah. some good stuff in there. But uh, anyway, so then yeah, all the Sounds cops. Like in the... You enjoyed your time with this movie. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> shut your. Okay. Shut your mouth. Shut. Okay. Shut up. Uh, the truth let's will not come out. The, the to get Boone out of prison in the book anyway they Laurie had to uh, they had to have some business oh you mean the full the, sex scene oh, the full yeah. ride, <laughs> the oh yeah that's true. the multiple page sex, sex scene. scene yeah yeah where he's he's like no 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 I uh, I can't go on there's no reason to get me out and she's like what about this? I know and it's Do like you guys know what you're here for right to get out of this place. To be fair, they did establish early on that they never had good sex. This is part of the character oh. arc. <laughs> sure. Now they now they sure. now they can physically express yeah. their love. I don't know. He has a reason to breaking go out on. of prison is the time to have full on sex scene. But you know, everyone in that prison was dead. Yeah, they killed good, everyone. Good point, I think. I'm actually not sure. I, I will um, also say that like Narcisse. 
No, that yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he he warned them. Yeah. No fucky fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna Dude, say. Every line it's the he first had. thing they did. Oh, yeah. in, in, the, in the book, he's like, no time for fucky fucky. Wow. And then he I, just I, breaks I, rules left and right. Yeah, yeah. You can't follow well, a single well, rule. Boom. I, yeah. I, I love that in the movie they soften it to no time for hoochie coochie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Even though the narcissist in the movie is like just full on punk rock the whole movie. Yeah. That guy's line after line. I'm like, yeah, an man. incredible actor, <laughs> Hugh Ross doing unbelievable work yeah <laughs> he's really good yeah, yeah also he they establish in the movie that he is an actor do you remember oh, in the scene missed... when they meet he's like i'm an actor yeah. that's i have to show you my secret face it's a mask and i was like oh he's an actor in the movie that's why he's so big they right also now. tie in <laughs> him having personal beef with uh with dr decker dr. P. decker well yeah because well. he's like there when because he, he, he was like you yeah. ruined me like oh, he, he's like yeah, he's yeah. part of the reason why he's so fucked up. I think. Oh, that could make sense. Yeah, yeah. that does add up. Well, yeah, because he like gets like alone time with him in the movie, where he's like to like try to get information out of him about where uh, Boone's going, yeah. which I assume is also like. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's like I, he tells the cop, "I'm gonna need to be alone. I'm gonna yeah. need to be alone." And they're like, "Yeah, okay, <laughs> sure, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I, yeah. I might poke some fingers and some sinew to get some info out of yeah, this guy yeah. or whatever." <laughs> you know. Hey, look. look. What honestly? This they'd be is all Canada. For it. We don't have civil rights up here, so <laughs> apparently, yeah. do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, they really trust Decker implicitly. Even I mean, they even when he's like, he's got a gun, and they're like, "Where's the gun?" He's like, "Oh, he just put his hand in." His oh jacket. man, that scene where he's just like talking to him. And then immediately it's like, he's got a gun. <laughs> he's like, wait, what? 50 guys just. <laughs> 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 Incredible stuff. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this giant army of men uh, who are ready to kill the Nightbreed are returning to Midian. And then a big battle ensues. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the. Yeah. There's a big battle. Yeah, and and it's, so you know, it's and the so townsfolk chasing out Frankenstein kind of yeah, shit. kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so then so then the the Nightbreed are forced out of their home. They're basically exiled. Yeah, yeah. There's a diaspora, and and basically the god Baphomet Baphomet, Baphomet. Baphomet. Uh, charges. Or, and and Mr. Lylesburg, who's oh yeah, who's he kind goes, of in RIP. charge, but like feels sort. kind of irrelevant in yeah. both versions of the He's story. He's kind of like a puppet leader, maybe. Yeah, um, is like yeah. Rachel's so, really pulling the strings. Her and so Babette. you you brought the humans here. You made them ruin our home. You got to find us a new home. Um, but first, you need to blast a load on my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go save Nightbreed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my I God. I believe it says right. ejaculating into the fire, if I'm not <laughs> mistaken, was the actual line. <laughs> I, I literally <laughs> forgot about yeah, the, it's pretty the, wild. the God orgasm in, <laughs> yeah. in the book. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Is that part of fulfilling the prophecy? Yeah. We also uh, forgot a character that was brought up in the uh, the jail scene. It's the uh, the priest. Oh, yes. Right. The priest who is like... In like the book, he's like cross-dresser, maybe something more. But in the book, he's like an alcoholic, and they're not really well, sure. Yeah, but he's like, I'm going to go with you and be like your guiding spiritual yeah. light or something. Yeah. Well, this like, is a holy battle. Yeah, that's the thing is like, I think he was a little more interesting in the book. And in the in the movie, it seemed like Clive Barker being like, well, this could be a franchise, and I need to set up another villain. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> 
a villain who in all counts is like, you should be with them, man. Seems like you're on board all the way through. Well, and Boone saves his life at one point. Yeah. And in he's the movie. like, yeah, so I got to kill them all. And it's like, what? Why, why is, well, because what? He gets like the Baphomet blood splash on him or Lauberg blood. He gets and then the, he the God orgasm back yeah, he gets back on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and now I'm transforming. Yeah. Yeah, the priest is cool. He's good. Um so yeah, well, what and then in the movie, right? Like they have to release the berserkers. Is that what they're called? Yeah, berserkers. Yeah. So and there's, they turn there's the a tide lot, of the there's battle. a lot more specific creatures and night breed in yeah. the movie than there is in the book. Because in the book, it's definitely more about what is it? Just like Lori and and it, and Boone and sort of like them coming it's together. It's a little menage a trois with mm. with Decker. <laughs> kind oh, of, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, just me okay. but Stop. clearly Stop. clearly when he went to make the movie Barker was more like hey I want to have fun with like more monsters you yeah. know like Hellraiser Wee. well I was gonna I mean also in the book I even as I was reading I'm like oh so he's gonna have like he's doing this to get like the fucked up stuff that he wants in this movie real bad like it's it's yeah. such a test a proof of concept to be like no 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 I can describe cool monster I can describe a cool monster scene yeah. and then once he got the funding he's like and then there's gonna be a million of them I mean yeah it's like <laughs> Star Wars cantina scene times 3,000. Yeah. <laughs> Just freak after freak after freak. And they all freak. get moments to be like well I'm armed too yeah. <laughs> wasn't there a guy who was like it almost like it almost made Talking it about seem the like there guy? was two of them that were. Was it him? No, there was like two of them that were always together. Oh, like uh, the way they shot it, yeah. it made it seem like they were attached but would separate. I think they kind of are in the book. I are think one that? like so disappears weird. into shadow or something like that. It's like, the two gross like guys. Demon. The two yeah. that he meets when he first goes to Midian, or the different Maybe. two guys. Because there's the two guys who meets. Peloton or something? Pe- pe- oh, Peloton? Peloton? Mm-hmm. No, no, not uh, them, not them. Oh, not it, them, okay. It's in the, yes, the one guy's of them, fighting. he's got like earrings, and then oh, the other one's a yeah. demon, and yeah. they look like they're really, it's strange, it's, it's yeah. just weirdly, sh- it must be something they cut, and they didn't get their other stuff, I don't know, but yeah, just a weird group of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Nightbreed—they're a real weird group of people. Weird group of people. As the trailer told us, this time the bad guys are the good guys. It looks a lot like hell. But they call it home. There goes the neighborhood. They're not pretty. They're not neighborly. You'll come back now, you hear? They're not even human. But this time, they're the good guys. (laughs) From the imagination of Clive Barker comes... Nightbreed. Uh, I mean, that's it. Yeah. So then, basically, right? They're like, "You are the answer <laughs> to the prophecy, <laughs> and find us a new home, Boone. Get after it, pal." Oh, and then also, by the way, your name's now Cabal. Yeah. Right. A little more reverence than that, but yeah, essentially, yes. <laughs> I thought he said it like as he was like leaving. He's like, "Oh, and you're now Cabal." No, he's like, "Your name is now." Oh, yeah, by the way, by the way, I should mention <laughs> you go by Cabal now. Oh, uh, did you hear me? Uh, he's gone. Oh, oh he's shoot, a, no, he's gone. He's on a motorcycle. Uh, There's no way he heard it. me. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. His, his girlfriend's yeah. over here stabbing herself. He's 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 got other things on his mind. There's a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, we definitely left some stuff out, but yeah, basically. That's, I feel that's like we, we, we got more to, we got more room to talk. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I kind of wanted to get us through it. Um, yeah, but that's it. That's the plot. That's your classic. You know, there's only seven stories. <laughs> yep. 
And Nightbreed is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what did what did the best of them? I guess we'll start with you, Garen. Like, what did you think of like the the difference in styles between the book and the movie? Because like, I feel like that was the most dramatic difference to me. Is that like they feel like they're in different styles, even though they're telling very much the same story. It, yeah, that's it, it's it's hard to say that because this movie, even the director's cut, it feels so choppy mm. that it. I don't think any scene really flows correctly into the other one and and from the book boone is crazy at the start yeah like oh, he yeah, is yeah. disturbed from the jump yeah and yeah. he's not like that in the in the book he's fine. like why are you even seeing a doctor yeah you're yeah. totally fine you he even calls him friend. he's you like no i'm good right yeah. exactly which yeah, was an well, interesting I, change yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's coming it's, back it's into my life weird yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i got that decker guy out of here but now he's coming back <laughs> <laughs> i can't stop him it makes sense in the book for Decker to pick Boone to be his patsy. In the movie, it's just like, I don't. You're you're the closest fit I got, so you're a killer yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. No, he, he he feels much more like teetering on the edge in the book for sure. Yeah, teetering. He's on. He's hanging on by a finger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I was saying. I was saying too. It, it was interesting. I don't remember if there was any physical description in the book or not, but my my image of of Decker the one that's described in the book is more like um like the dad from the iron claw just that sort of like bulky man steel jaw crew cut hair who's just like like a frank miller character who's just like i like murder um no not at all man and then yeah and then david cronenberg is just like quiet psychopath yeah Yeah, i don't know kind of a i mean i saw the movie first so i just saw cronenberg so you always yeah, yeah. see Cronenberg when yeah. you... Yeah, okay. I think I might have also watched the trailer first. So I uh, similarly was like, oh, Matthew, like Cronenberg, uh, who and now I was... I also said to you, Justin, is that I, it kind of looks like a willowy uh, Matthew Modine. Oh, sure. Kind of cuts a, that kind of figure, which I was like, damn, this guy should be in front of the camera more often. Yeah. Good looking fella. He could do it. So wait, am I the am I the only one who did book first, then movie? Or Well, I mean, I saw... I mean, I'm talking about like in my youth when I've seen the movie multiple times no no i know oh yeah okay, yeah well i just watched the trailer and then i read the book and then i watched the movie okay mm-hmm. but i just was like interested i don't know i just was like what's well, this trailer i you know yeah what about you garen how did you come to it i believe i saw the movie first well because i watched the cabal thing a few years ago mm-hmm. and then i think i because when i was reading the book for this i i was like have i read this before and i'm pretty <laughs> sure i read most of it i don't know if i ever finished it but mm-hmm. um so I guess the to answer your question, the I saw the movie first, like in a way that ago. in a way that like stuck with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't. Yeah, I didn't really picture. I guess I did picture him as Cronenberg because I'd already seen him that way. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. And then was Cronenberg's in our heads disappointed that they didn't get Aaron Boone to play Aaron Boone? No, just you. No, none I, of us know who Aaron yeah. Boone is. Because the whole time I was like, Aaron Boone, manager of the Yankees. What's he doing up in rural Canada? It makes no sense. Anyway, he's just unhinged. <laughs> One thought I did have, just and it's funny because like really literally before reading or watching anything, I had just seen the like digital poster image of Nightbreed that is Craig Sheffer in the middle and then just surrounded by monsters. Um, is that in the book it's so much of it is not boone's story 
Like he gets the beginning no. and yeah. then the moments when he's with Lori, but really it's, like Lori is driving it. And I was basically, like, yeah. I was like, how are they going to do it? And it's like, oh, well we give him more to do in the movie. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> liked her motivation in the book is like, she's, she doesn't get to see his body. So she's like always looking for him. And that's the reason why she starts her investigation yeah. Or in this one, they're like, oh, there he is. And then, then she's like, oh, I want to kind of go place where he lost his mind. It's like, why? Yeah. Well, I think it's also, and again, the I guess it's the jump from book to movie and I guess the sanding off the rougher edges of those two characters. Because I like she's also described as a person who's not doing great, right? I mean, like yeah. in the book, like she, if if he's barely hanging off the edge, she's uh, maybe one step yeah. above him. <laughs> and that they, they've just kind of like these two lucky people who found each other and then you meet them and like, yeah, he's holding down a great job. He seems like yeah. a good guy. She's singing at the lounge all the time. Where, where people are learning to clap for the first, first time? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I watched that scene like three times. <laughs> I mean, it really has to be like, the influence of David Lynch and like yeah. Blue Velvet or something, because even even without like Twin Peaks yet, because like um, yeah, like in the book, I I pictured Laurie as more of like a Waffle House waitress or something, yeah, like, like not a very as, mousy, yeah, not as like an assured, outgoing like, performer type. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's also your, I think, just like a cinematic choice, right? Well, Where I think a like, lot of movies are like. People have to have interesting jobs for some reason. Like they can't have normal. Yeah, I mean that's also yeah. like I just like a person singing a song is like the uh, like a thing that they, people have been doing in movies f- forever, right? You're just like, what do we yeah. do? We give her a musical number. Yeah. <laughs> like they've done that since the 30s. So yeah. it's like, why not just do it again here? I guess I don't know. But it's you and know she was feeling that performance. Too. She's in it. Like her expressions are out of this world. She was, she was ready for Nightbreed as well. At well, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Uh yeah, I don't know. So that was interesting. Yeah, I felt like they definitely round them they round them a little bit and don't make them as like yeah. truly feeling like they're on practically the fringes of society. But what one of my things in both the book and the movie is that um I guess I don't really I, they're just already madly in love and I just I don't know, I kind of want like some step of like why? Like what did you find about each other? You know, what brought you to each other? Like I don't need like a full 30 minute like backstory of them finding each other, but I don't know, just something more than, no, oh, this just is. Yeah. But it didn't bother me that much. Well, they also, in the book, in the book, they weren't perfect to, to each other. Right. They yeah. were like you said earlier, they weren't, their sex wasn't that great until they did it in a jail cell. Apparently mm-hmm. <laughs> there's um, nothing like it. Yeah. So there isn't anything that really sells that we're soulmates and I have to, everything yeah i am is you now like what i is that where does that yeah where did that it, come it, from? it's like both the book and the movie are like there's no time they're just in love there's no time they're in love <laughs> yeah definitely definitely a lot of compression um yeah i don't know he never came back to these characters right i i think i don't know actually i, I feel mean, like I, he must have in like some short story probably mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know it really both the book and the movie are like there's going to be more <laughs> right. Yeah. Well. So I guess should we talk I mean, about the alternate endings, right? Because like, isn't there a version where? Oh yeah. I was gonna say, does Decker come back in the Cabal cut? Because he does not in the director's cut. No, he does not. But okay. I think doesn't. I thought he. Oh, in maybe the dire- in the in the theatrical cut. Yeah. He he is resurrected by the blood of. Right. Uh, the well, priest. Oh. Interesting. That's not in the book, though, right? No. Not no. 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 Because it's the priest guy that's like the end of the book. He's like. Yeah we got to stop them or whatever he was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't quite understand the weird, like, 
relationship that was between the priest and the cop at the end of the book where it's like they're both in a weird traumatized like I think it's literally just like these are you know the pillars of like quote unquote normal society banding together to make sure whatever stands in for freaks in this movie Mm -hmm. we're gonna like destroy it get rid of it I've you know yeah, uh, wow. You could put any outcast. Nice read on symbology. I like the symbol. Sounds good. Well, it's all there. Good good. Yeah, good. I, I I have a question. Did did any of the sex stuff feel <laughs> titillating? Hot, hot? Yeah, I was going to say. Did it, did it uh, actually feel hot? I, I mean, I love Porcupine Lady seducing those guys to their death in the movie. Why? Well, but I mean, like in the book. Oh, like, in the like, book. Like any of the like lengthy description. Like, did any of it feel like? Or well, just let me tell horrifying. you, don't listen to the audiobook uh, and pull up to a gas station <laughs> <laughs> and have that scene just roll on. Because I was just like, oh, holy shit, hey, got to turn whoa, that down. Whoa, whoa. Oh, my God. Because in addition to, to jail sex there's and and uh, uh, God come, there's yeah. uh, the the motel masturbation scene where oh, yeah. uh, Lori's like. Where uh, she's treating I, herself. Yeah. She's like, it's, moment, it's pretty much phrased like that. She's like, you deserve this. <laughs> a moment where you go, men really don't get women. <laughs> they just really don't. No women do masturbate, Tyler. I don't know if you know this. It, I don't it is know something after they what do. just she went through, but okay, maybe. Well, I mean, she's pretty casual about literally everything. I guess that's right. All Even including her. walking over snakes when she's going into the. I mean, come on, man. No way. Well, yeah, she goes to that burned out building, yeah. <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. That's a good. I mean, honestly, that was a great scene in the book. I was surprised it didn't make it. But I guess it was just that we got to keep this train rolling. Yeah. Sort yeah of thing. I, I, I did miss the the um, psychological or, or telekinetic connection between Babette and Laurie that was in the book because she saved There's Babette's more life. of that in the Cabal cut. Oh, there is. Yeah, mm-hmm. like almost sense. every time when she's thinking, like, like cuts to grainy work print and they're like talking to each other a little bit. Oh, that's There was cool. a bunch of those like scenes like randomly. Huh. Well, I missed it. Yeah, sorry. Should have watched the Cabal cut, man. I actually, <laughs> I just realized, Justin, when you asked that question, that the closer that Laurie gets to Midian the more sexualized she becomes. Mm. Yeah. Like when she had that masturbation scene, like we've never seen her in that kind of a mode, but that kind of almost animalistic, like sexuality. And then when she fully kind of embraces it and goes to say Boone, she's full on in it. You know what I mean? And I think that sort of freakness or, or animalist or whatever you want to consider the nightbreed to be kind of starts to take over her. Yeah, maybe, well, or it was in there all along, <laughs> or it was all there all along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clive Barker. It's is, okay to be freak nasty. It's fine. Clive Barker's all like, forgive yourself, <laughs> give into your night breed. Let's mm-hmm. do this. I mean, yes, yep. truly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I do think that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not a bit. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. His, kind of his thing. Anyway. That is kind of his thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at my notes. I just have random. I don't have anything. Yeah, do you have do here. you have any uh, big big thoughts you wanted to share, uh, Garen? Um, it's it, it's fascinating to me whether or not you liked the movie or the the, the novella or whatever. What Clive Barker is the best at is creating these worlds that you kind of are drawn to a little bit. Like I love the lore of this, yeah. and it makes me think like there's so much more to what this could be that we never yeah. got. I mean, it's, I guess he wanted to make a trilogy or something, but mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I just love the world it creates. Maybe yeah. if the execution, for whatever reason, because of studio interference or whatever the story is, we didn't really get a full yeah yeah and, and that's the frustrating thing too is that even i guess i guess in the director's cut there's there's more footage of the like mose eisley of just like <laughs> that underworld mm-hmm. all the different characters um <laughs> sorry i was laughing at you laughing mm-hmm. uh, but like i feel like even the footage that we have is frustratingly like oblique or like too far away and it's just kind of like not yeah. that i like want to like luxuriate in every grotesque detail but yeah it's certainly kinda, not <laughs> but I I kind of would like to be like a little bit like oh like that's that kind of guy oh that yeah. that that that's kind of creature oh that that's kind of I, w- I will being. say in the in the cabal cut when they're massacring everyone at the end that is considerably longer oh yeah like you see them shoot multiple people we've seen and it's like oh my god it's like really hammering the message oh yeah it was a bummer when that one guy got all burned up and the guy with the dog and the dog runs away. Oh yeah! Oh my! Yeah, oh my yes! Favorite. Yeah, L- little hippie boy. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, he was great. I yeah, talk about a character who did not deserve the fate they got. No, not at all. Yeah, and it's interesting because and he's that, like clutching the 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 like uh, what is he FBI? Oh, the or um, detective detective. Yeah, 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 just yeah. He's like clutching his like foot, and he's like, mm, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> even even me, I'm like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Because, like, in the book, it's just, like, he literally, he only gets a name as, like, they drag out Onaka. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, here we, like, we're introduced to Onaka. Yeah. He seems like a friendly guy. He's kind of, le- like, when Lori's trying to find her way through the underworld to, like, see if she can yeah, she- see, see Boone. Like, Onaka's like, here, let me show you. Like, yeah. like he doesn't talk. But um, I did actually look up that guy. I've, I've forgotten his name now. But he's, he's one of the uh, Cenobites. In the Hellraiser, oh. but he's actually the Butterball Cenobite. So, oh. like in well, it's better than CD Head Cenobite. <laughs> <'Cause that's true. laughs> but just like I, unbelievable. To, like I almost wonder. <laughs> so lazy. If, Sorry. If he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. If like Clive Barker is like, I'll put you in the next one, and don't worry, we won't put you under like layers and layers of prosthetics. In fact, you'll just be naked. Yeah, he's wearing the least <laughs> out of everyone. <laughs> Wait, Doug Bradley was in this too, wasn't he? Yeah, he uh, played, who he played? Does he, anybody know? He played Mr. Lylesburg. He played the um, like. Oh, okay. I did not know that was him. This sort of like would be leader of everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I agree. It did not look like Doug Bradley. Yeah. No, I no clue that was him. Uh, I feel like it was like the also the lead. You said isn't Craig? Craig Sheffer. Craig mm-hmm. Sheffer just looks too much like an action figure to me. Like he's just like his, he, he, he looks like a human action figure doll, man. That's how everyone looked in the nineties. He's so like smooth and his jawline is so severe that man, I can't just help his jawline. Hey, you know, I'm just saying, I don't know. I didn't from the jump. I was like this man. Why, why, why is he so depressed? Yeah. No, this I, guy <laughs> fucks for sure. sure then, yeah. How has he not been discovered <laughs> yeah. and put in a movie from in rural Canada yet? But he just, there's, there's he's like two together. He's <laughs> really two put together at the beginning of the movie. And I, yeah. I do, there was like almost like a distancing quality where I'm just like, this isn't what a normal guy looks like. Yeah. I have <laughs> just immediately, I felt distance. I from think, him. yeah, that does feel like a studio thing. Like we have to start from some place of normalcy, I guess, so yeah. that when he, becomes who he becomes cabal um he feels, feels like progression or something yeah. yeah can also can he be jacked yeah can he just be absolutely fucking <laughs> can he shredded? be shredded up yeah. in the uh, eight pack maybe 
from Can all you his have welding. Him, yeah. Can you have him answer the phone getting out of the shower? Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, what yeah, we want yeah, When see. this guy kisses, he swallows your whole face. Yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> Oh, also the cops rip out uh, little little hippie guys like uh, nipple clamps in the movie, and I was just like, Jesus, that's so brutal. Because as far as they know, he's just a guy in the cementary. Yeah, like they don't know anything. Sorry. Just, yeah. <laughs> uh, so just a quick rundown of things that made me wanted to vomit. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> well, it's got to be it's got to be tummy face guy, turd man. Don't like him. Then uh-huh. like him. The fa- so Narcisse cuts his fucking face off yeah <laughs> but then we meet him and he's like already starting to like heal back up but it's like mostly like scar tissue is how it's described in the book the thing about it in the movie is that it's always wet it's yeah, always he's probably damp and he's, moist he's pre-cutting before you see him it's so he, he's recutting that face every time looking it's so absolutely off-putting yeah. how like glisteningly moist it is it's yeah. horrendous it's very similar to Frank in Hellraiser when yeah. he was just flesh. Yeah. Yeah. That it's... wet, muscly sort of Ugh. whatever. Ugh. Wait, <laughs> have you have you seen Hellraiser? No. Oh buddy. Of course. Oh, we should oh, do boy. that at some point. We're gonna we're gonna meet up again for the Hellbound Heart for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I feel faint. Yeah. Um and then also Jesus uh whenever wept. whenever Boone got like his weird nightbreed uh like like, like tribal tribal branded yeah i mean honestly like cultural appropriation we should probably cancel this yeah uh, sure, sure, sure. uh yeah like tribal branded face that just upset me for some reason they're kind of like glyphs you know it's pretty gross looking to be honest yeah but there is that, there is that great moment again where it's like ah, filmmaking's magic where he just like he like he's got it on and then he like puts his hand in his face and then comes back and he's normal again i was mm-hmm. like oh that's cool oh yeah that's cool that's good stuff all right Big final thoughts, and then we'll we'll do the round where we we talk about did we like the book, did we like the movie, which did we like better, and we can of course expound in that section too. But any big final thoughts before we get there? I uh, my favorite character was was Narcisse. He's cool. every I scene he's in actor is in both versions. Really give him yeah. the best lines, and he's having the time of his life. Like he's yeah. in pain, and he's like, I want to go to like my my heaven, and he gets there, and he's like, Yeah, this is exactly what I thought it'd be. This fucking rock. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I I, uh, I I like how weird both the movie and the book. The book feels more like um, more fairy ish more gothic, I guess. Whereas the movie is just a straight freak show, which is like <laughs> my wheelhouse. Um, I don't have any like great grand thoughts that we haven't brought up. I'm sure like a tiny a lot a lot of tiny ones. But uh, oh, I love how the one of the one of the guys I forget his name looks like the uh, McDonald's moon guy. Oh, what's his oh, name? Yeah, something Mac tonight. Mac tonight. Yeah, yeah. I, every time I saw him, I kept thinking of that. That's pretty good. Uh, That's pretty good. <laughs> Some studio guy is like, "Can we get a Mac tonight in here? <laughs> Give they, me a moon face I Mac mean, tonight guy." Just put shades on him, and it would have been there. Uh, what about you, Garen? Any big final thoughts before we do the last round? See, this kind of genre, like this sort of world beneath ours genre, is I love that. I love the idea that you can open a door and there's a you know, a, a, another realm right, yeah. like right in front of you. And I want, I'm, I enjoyed the book. I, the movie's fine. It, it, I just wish it wasn't fucked with so much. I wish we could have gotten the actual, what Clyde Barker really wanted us to be without getting it all chopped up and ruined. But 
there is a series apparently coming out, so at least we can maybe look forward to that. Oh, if oh nice. You might look forward to it, but <laughs> I don't know. I liked, I, I see Clive Barker stuff. It always makes me feel like I want to experience a lot of what that world is, but not he, sometimes. The, I feel the like he gives you great. just enough to like imagine on your own. Mm. Yeah, like on. there's like he just gives you a hint of what's actually happening. Exactly. Yeah, and it, it, he's sort of like a, a show that gets canceled in the second season. Yeah, like yeah. what? What? Where's the rest of it? What's coming up <laughs> next? Where's you know? So yeah, I don't know. Feel if it's it's a fun read and a fun watch, but I don't know. It's not clearly it's not for everybody. Yeah. Well, I just had one more <laughs> thing because I thought it was I was like kind of fascinated because I was like I don't really know. Do David not mention Cronenberg the Aaron Boone again as an actor. Well, so the thing is, in 2003, Aaron Boone hit a home run. Okay. okay. Uh, David Cronenberg, I was like, oh, I don't think I had seen him act in anything, you know, before this. Into the Night, maybe? Well, so he he does do that as, as a favorite of John Landis. Yeah. You are correct. <laughs> uh, well done. Nailed it right on the, right on the head. Yeah. That's the only thing he's in before this that he didn't himself direct. And then he's in stuff later, like Into Die For, where he's like, I just showed up for like a few days as like a favor to, yeah. you know, because it was happening in Toronto. This is like his longest role he ever acted in. It was three. Three months in London, and it's funny because there was an interview with him where he was like, "People would always ask me after I acted, and I could never find like how like if Clive Barker was just like knew David Cronenberg and was like, I'd love for you to act in this.' Like, there's no confirmation of how he got cast, but he was always like, uh, I people, think he, I think Cronenberg mentioned in an interview. I think it is something essentially like that. He, he was just, just like, I, just I think you're him. a creepy guy, and yeah. I want you to be in my movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the highest compliment you could pay. Yeah, and uh, but I did love because he's like. People would always ask me, do I have more respect for my actor, for an actor after having been like such a big part of a movie because everything else I did was really small. And he's like, for years, I just said, absolutely not. (laughs) But now, of course I do. That was really hard. It was super (laughs) isolating and I felt bad all the time. Uh, So anyways, I I was, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So the first round is, did we like the book. And we'll start with you, Garen. And of course, you can provide comments as well. Did you like the book? I, I did. Yes. It. Yeah, I, I liked, like I said, I liked the lore of it. I liked the world it was building. It was interesting enough that it left me like, what? well, where's the rest of it? Where's, give me more, give me part two, give me, you know, more of the Nightbreed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Alan. Yeah, I liked the book. Yeah, end of story. Tyler. Yeah, why not? Really? <laughs> yeah, I liked it. It was good. Wow. It's well written. It I honestly mean, yeah, didn't it bother it doesn't it didn't bother me as much as the movie, honestly. Because you yeah, you group texted us that you were going to murder Alan for well, making him read this book. Yeah. That could have been about anything. Oh, oh, the book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess yeah, I did yeah, say yeah. the book. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, yeah, I actually I, I kinda came around on it. Yeah. Oh nice. Um I agree. Uh, I think it's very intense. Uh like very unsettling, but yeah, I I think uh, Clive Barker Barkered it up, and uh, I enjoyed it. All right, second round. Did we like the movie, Garen? I I do. It does have a little bit of a special place in my heart. As as choppy as it seems, I I, I still enjoy. It. I love that early '90s sort of. Amen, man. Yeah, amen, brother. It 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 holds a special place. So yeah, I, I also the fact that it has such a huge underground loyal following speaks to something there's something there that has captivated enough people that they dug up an entire lot of freaks two out hours there, of additional material a lot of freaks out there <laughs> that is true that is true nice 
Oh yeah, I absolutely love this movie. Same thing, special place in my heart. Um, but I, I, I always will respect a movie that tries for too much and fails than to not try for anything at all. I love mm-hmm. me a fiasco. And uh, <laughs> this movie is 100% fiasco all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Tyler. Uh, well, this movie has a special place mm-hmm. not in my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anywhere for me. Anywhere at all. Um, I, I, it was, oh, I, yeah, it was fine. I would recommend it for just like, you should probably see it, but I don't know if it's like good. Personally, <laughs> yeah. for me, okay. for me, interesting. Not it was like I I, I could appreciate. What I it was I also doing. don't know if it's a good movie. I think it's a fascinating movie, though. Sure, to me, I I appreciate the craftsmanship, the like level of craftsmanship and work yeah. that went into it, into a movie that's like okay at best. <laughs> <laughs> that people, is, uh, you can't, I can't debate that, I, that argument either. People slaved yeah, away for hours to make that look as, just as okay as yeah, it could possibly Damning be. with praise, this guy. <laughs> yeah, I would say that, like, for whatever reason, the cinematography, like, especially, like, outside of Midian, it seemed like they took sets from Labyrinth and yeah. then just, like, lit it like Labyrinth. And, uh... It was not the the like cemetery outside Midian that was in my mind. Oh, no. no, not at all. There was no towerings, like mausoleums, yeah. and yeah, no. no. Um, uh, and it yeah. did not look like real stone. Every time he was leaning against anything, was like, you were oh, like, man. "Oh, don't lean so hard. You're gonna break yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna snap right through it. It's cardboard." Yeah, yeah. I think I think but once you know what they're going for. Yeah, yeah I sure. think I think once I understood that, I think and I think. Clive Barker's intention is to go for something campier. Um, That once I realized that that was the movie we were watching, because at first it it was a shift, like having not really been exposed to this apart from just reading the book literally a half hour before I clicked on the movie. um, Like it was a shift because I feel like the book is very dark, very gothic, very intense, very bloody. And the movie has gore and and weird fantastical surreal images and sort of like horrific stuff but it feels much lighter much campier literally, literally more like, ooey like it, gooey like it's brighter like like yeah. i'm picturing like the crow and this is not the crow yeah kind of thing um i think it would have been more successful if he would have kind of kept the tone of hellraiser mm. it, because that sort of darkness is what this we don't need this isn't alice in wonderland as much as it yes kind of feels like it might want to be it it's it shouldn't be that playful it shouldn't be that light because we don't get to see enough of the civilization to earn that lightness you know mm -hmm, what i mean these are mm -hmm. supposed to be evil creatures that live under the ground that we're supposed to fear it we don't get enough time to to learn otherwise and it just kind of gets thrown at us that it's that like you said that light quote unquote yeah. Yeah. Um, but that said, I, I do agree. Like, I would give it on a, just a thumbs up, thumbs down scale. I would definitely give it a thumbs up. All right. The Here's the real nitty gritty. Which is better of the two? Garen, you're our first vote. Which is better of the two, the book or the movie? I, I think I think the book does a better job of, of giving us that that world. Whereas the movie, it, it like you were saying, the movie lightens it up and makes it a little bit too easy, I think. Whereas the book kind of has that meat and that 
you know, well, lots of meat flowing everywhere. <laughs> uh, very meaty. It's just yeah, meat now. It's very meaty. Beefy. Uh, yeah, Cabal has the meats. Yeah. <laughs> to steal from Arby's. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, I definitely think the book is is stronger. Yeah. Nice. Um, I I do think the book is better, but if I'm being real with myself, I love the movie so, so much, much more. Um, probably because I saw it first. This is like Tyler seeing Sisters Brothers first before reading oh. that excellent book. Sure. I, I feel like I, I get it now. I'm on the other side. Um, I, I just I just like the movie. I love the movie more than the book, even though I think the book is without a doubt better. Hey, Alan, could you do me a favor? I'm not going to say you're right if that's what could, you're asking. Could you just could you just grow up a little bit? Uh, no, maybe I face facts. To. I cannot. Sorry. <laughs> I nope. Mm-mm. Don't listen to the little boy inside uh, of you. Listen to the man that you no, are today, no. my friend. Nope. But Bet says no. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a it's a pretty startling difference in tone between these two things, considering they are it's adapted by the guy who wrote the original. Which is the first yeah. time we've done that, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's an interesting that's, thing yeah. to know. The actual reason I did it, it's other a, it's, than to piss you off. It, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, not yeah. We didn't really get into it, but like, not only did he write the screenplay, he directed the film as well. Yeah, yeah. So, and and yeah. wrote the novella. I mean, he did everything. Yeah. So yeah. he is the creative force behind all of yeah. the every property of and this. I think next we're doing uh, Exorcist Three. Yeah, uh, we're doing eh? uh, uh, another writer okay. becoming a director. Yeah, starring Patrick <laughs> Ewing, another New York sports legend. <laughs> yeah. We can we can get into it. Oh, okay. God damn it. Um, he also did Lord of Illusions, though. Didn't he do write it and direct Lord of Illusions, too? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and Hellraiser as well. But yeah, yeah. And Hellraiser. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the first one we've done like that where it's like truly a, a creative. It's not someone interpreting another person in, yeah. interpreting another person's work. It's they've, they're they interpreting their own work and trying to get it from page until, to screen. Until those fat cat executives well, just <laughs> ruined it all, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah you Morgan think that Creek, Hellraiser, you bastards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd have thought that Hellraiser would have given him a little bit more well, he's, leeway. He said it in an interview I read. Uh, I didn't get to read all of it, but he was talking about how he was going to do this project with the studio and the president was fired or moved out. And the new guy oh. was like, the monsters are the good guys? What the fuck? <laughs> and it was like an oh, uphill okay. battle from then on. Yeah. So it's like a changing of the guard that kind of like just fucked that this makes movie. Sense. Many, yeah. many projects go down that way. Um, so I would say, yeah, tonally... And just in terms of, I mean, Clay Barker, like as a writer of novellas and short fiction is really tremendous. I think it was like really engaging and uh, like you said, gothic and like it, it holds its tone and, and was uh, deeply unsettling. So I, I would probably personally say the novella was stronger um, and that, you, you know, the movie is out there. So read the book. <laughs> the movie is the fever dream of someone trying to relay what they read in the book years previously. That's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I imagine it's exactly what you would have made if you would have been asked to adapt this today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Having read the book when you were a child. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I also think that, the, that our world today even Hollywood standards would be more welcoming to the original tone. Agreed. Completely. Than it yeah. would in the heyday of the Freddies and the Jasons and the, mm-hmm. you know, the silly, like not silly, but the, the wild slasher eras that we were like right in the middle of or yeah. right ending, I guess pretty much. But yeah, I, I definitely think it's ripe for a remake. And if that series happens, that's going to be cool. I yeah. hope. I hope so too. Yeah. I am not, <sighs> 
I'm still not quite sure. So I'm going to talk it out a little just bit. Just go ahead. Because I feel like. Just go ahead and say the movie. Because <laughs> I feel like both of them aren't perfect. But what do I think stands up as sort of like a more Justin, unified work? Justin, look at me. Just say the movie. <laughs> Let's still make wow, this. Wow, let's, wow. let's still make. Let's let's see if I have I, if, if I have more willpower than Alan with Alan guiding. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Um, Just think of me. I'm I'm your psychiatrist. I'm trying to help you understand what you. Feel. We're going to play back the tapes, Justin. <laughs> you know the locations of all the podcasts. Oh, I forgot to mention his badass like office slash home where he's got like the like liquid fire waterfall shit on the side yeah it's pretty cool yeah he's here's what i'll say Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go by which is the thing that i would want to experience again i was literally gonna ask you that question yeah so i think i would i will go movie because i feel like i feel like it would be a more interesting experience to unpack that movie again than the sort of intensity and maybe it's just like my own like like I can deal with some extremity but not a lot um, that I would yeah that I would want to sort of like encounter the the movie again so yeah so that's how I'm going to make that pick so we have a tie right two movies two, two books two mm-hmm. two yeah so we've solved nothing nope um, <laughs> this was all a waste of time well <laughs> Can my wait. ongoing thesis is that Tyler is wrong. So if we I can consider that. Two on t- I hate, but I got Garen. We're good. Yeah. We're cool. All right. Can I say something that just occurred to me mm-hmm. about Decker? Because he's like a very powerful, like, again, you're saying. Dr. Say, P. Decker. Dr. P. Decker, who apparently is like the most powerful man in Calgary who can just take over a police investigation if he chooses to. Yeah. Uh, who also seems to be very rich. Like, so a Canadian powerful psychologist. Does this guy become Jordan Peterson? <laughs> I mean, oh, it's right such there, build folks. Up for that. Oh. It's right there. Oh, God. Uh, Garen, Why do please, we keep you around? Garen, please. Because you liked it. <laughs> Hold on. Garen, please tell folks where they can find you, where they can enjoy the things that you do. Please. You can find me everywhere at my name is Garen, all one word, G-A-R-O-N, on Twitch, you know. Uh, podcast on Never Not Funny, also How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's where I am. My book, I got two books on Amazon. Skylightbooks.com. Grab those if you want to. One's called The Darkest Hours, and the other one is Demonic and Other Tales, the short fiction of Garen Cockrell. Do you know if those- As if I'm immediately a name. <laughs> <laughs> well, we well we certainly would try to, to get them into our store, so that way. I mean, I could just stand outside and just hand sell them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe we'll work up a little, uh, you know, outdoor uh, street vendor situation mm-hmm. for your for your book. But Carnival you know, I'll come by and I'll sign a couple. And, oh, uh, nice! I'll say, "Scream for me, Skylight." <laughs> <laughs> well played. Um, cool. And we're not totally sure what we're doing for February yet, but please come back next month for better than the movie, and come back uh, every week for uh, episodes of the Skylight books podcast series we got a lot of good things cooked up for you in 2024 have a happy new year and we'll see you again soon bye 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 thanks for listening to this episode of the skylight books podcast series we hope you enjoyed it if you'd like to check out the book featured in this episode 
or others, please visit skylightbooks.com. If you're in the Los Angeles area, stop by for one of our live in-person author events. You can find a calendar on our website. If you like this podcast, leave us a review. It really helps us out. Our music is by Duck the Piano Wire. Till next time. Thank you.